Wondering how to take the first step on your move to Raleigh? The Revision Relocation Cast has got your back. Listen every month for new tips and tricks from relocation experts local to the area. And remember to stay revision on your short-term trips to Raleigh. Welcome to the Revision Raleigh Relocate Cast, your source for relocating to the Raleigh area. This month on the podcast, we are with Quentin Dane, CEO of Dash Carolinas, to discuss market volatility in the city. So I'll let you introduce yourself, Quentin. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what you do. Hey, Claudia. Thanks for having me. So at Dash Carolina, we are a residential real estate firm. And in general, I would say we became a brokerage. We're a group of people who became a brokerage because we really couldn't find a good broker. As a whole, we found a bunch of salespeople. And what we realized that in real estate, what people really need and are thriving for, are starving for, I should say, is um, education and education into the decision they're about to make. That's a large financial decision. Uh, some have most of the people buying houses here are coming from across the country somewhere. And so giving insight and clarity into the decision they're about to make is really at the foundation of every broker here at Dash Carolina. And so we are here to uh, be your real estate Google. So as the head of a team of brokers, you all are probably very aware of this current environment the Raleigh market has seen. This year, the real estate market has been particularly hot where home are being snatched up with zero days on the market, some homes selling high above asking price. And we've seen up to, you know, even $1 million over probably more of this rate. Um, but this especially hot market is a lot different than what Raleigh has seen in the past. I've lived here my entire life and haven't bought a home yet, but definitely haven't seen something just such a voracious market. So last year, we see that this pattern began during the some of the worst months of COVID-19, which kind of surprised a lot of people. And it's continued into this summer. So first off, um, I just want to ask you to explain the concept of what volatility is for our listeners and how that kind of applies to housing markets. Yeah. So, you know, I think regardless of industry, right, the, the true definition of volatility is just going to be um, liability to change rapidly and unpredictably. And so how that's going to translate over in the real estate market is, you know, COVID came in at a really unique time in that we had already had a pretty big run for for everybody who is sort of a history of real estate. They're going to remember the crash of 2008. We hit a, a bottom really in 2012, but from 2012 to 2019, we had a pretty good run of year over year growth. And I would say there was some consistency there because it was doing a traditional housing cycle recovery but then covid came in and it is covid i would say is the the definition of volatility right it created unpredictability and that unpredictability coupled with what was really already a pretty tight housing market it was i'm not going to say it was a hot market but it definitely was simmering and with covid coming in adding that unpredictability of what may or may not come coupled with tight inventory, as opposed to 2008, when we had the, the crash, it, heavy inventory, that created a, a buying frenzy that you mentioned. We had a home sell a million dollars over asking price. We've actually had three or four of them sell $500,000 over asking price. And I think with that uncertainty of what, what can happen, that unpredictability, then you start, emotion starts coming into play. And that's, we have seen a lot of emotion in real estate in the last 18 months. What effects does this high volatility have on buyers and sellers alike? Have you noticed? It is unique to each. 
the volatility, that uncertainty on the buyer side has caused, I'm not going to necessarily say FOMO or that fear of missing out, but I would say this, that when they know that there are 70 people a day moving into the triangle and they're just one of those 70, and if they don't get the house they're looking for today, there's going to be another 70 tomorrow to pile on top of today's 70. Mm -hmm. That volatility, that that fear of the unknown has caused buyers to very, very um, aggressively try and add clarity to their life, which is how do I buy this house and guarantee that I will have four walls and a roof to, to call my own in a month from now. And then on the seller side, we've seen this volatility create confidence. And so, whereas on the buy side, it's created some uncertainty, that volatility, because, because in real estate, there's always a winner and a loser. Um, and whether, and we call those sellers markets or buyers markets, well, right now we're in the middle of a market where the volatility has created confidence in those sellers, um, as opposed to, in, again, 2008, 2009, those sellers were doing the exact opposite, saying, oh my gosh, what if I can never sell my house? And they were dropping the prices at double digit um, percentages. At this point, we're starting to see sellers increase prices at double digit percentages out of confidence. And so that volatility has has been a, I'm not going to say a detriment, but it certainly has not helped buyers because that uncertainty has forced them to pay what they hope is a high enough dollar amount so they can guarantee a purchase. And on the seller side, it's created confidence where they can say, I'm going to try and double digit increases or my asking price. And they know that they there are buyers out there that are begging for the opportunity just to make an offer. What do you think the long-term effects of this is going to be? Once this market settles down, are we going to be seeing continuous inflation of these home prices? Or do you think they're going to come back down? And what do you think that timeline looks like? I just don't see a scenario where we'll, we'll have a continuation of what we've seen. It just, the financials, uh, the economics just don't add up. We can't have home prices going up 16% a year when wages are only going up 2%. And so we're very convinced that you're going to have a pause, but that pause probably is going to look more like this because everybody who keeps paying over asking price and a hundred thousand or a million dollars over, well, all of those homes that have sold this last six months at fairly astronomical amounts now all of a sudden turn into comps for home sales moving forward. And because the triangle has not shown any indication of slowing down as far as job growth, companies like Apple coming in here and, and starting a headquarters and, um, and all the news you continue to hear of the triangle becoming the Silicon Valley of the East, it, it tells us that when we hit this, well, home prices may not be able to continue to increase at the rate they have increased. I certainly don't see that there can be a pullback because the amount of comps that have been put on the books in the last six months with 70 people a day moving in, if anything, there's a plateau, or we really actually still think there will be modest increases in prices over the next uh, 24, 36 months, just because all the cool kids seem to be wanting to move here. <laughs> well, if you are trying to be one of those cool kids, I want to know what are, let's just say three things. If you were a buyer, you're looking at the Raleigh area, you're looking at the triangle. What are three things that you should know before you begin this housing search? So I'm going to say upfront, and this is something that a lot of people moving from out of state, it is just alien to them and they just can't wrap their heads around it. If you're from North Carolina or have bought and sold in North Carolina before, it's going to, what I'm about to talk about is old hat, 
but it doesn't mean that it's any more palatable um, on, on the back end. There's something, we, we're a due diligence state. And what that means is that when we make an offer on a property, when you go to make an offer on a property, if it gets accepted in that offer itself, you have said, hey, by the way, I'd like to offer $100,000 for your house. And if you say yes to my offer, I will make the first X amount non-refundable. And that's called a due diligence check. Whereas in other states, they can go under contract. And if they find out later that the house was duct taped together or they, the it misses appraisal, there's a bunch of contingencies in their offer that allow them to back out without having any capital at risk. But in the state of North Carolina, you're actually putting capital at risk immediately. The second they accept your offer, that due diligence check is non-refundable. You write it to the seller. You don't write it into escrow. Now, if you end up making it to closing, it counts towards the purchase. But I try and explain to everybody that if you really want to win in this market, people will, yes, we have houses have that have sold a million dollars over asking price. But in general, most people say, I'll give you only so much more for what you're asking or oh, more than what you're asking before I just move on to the next house. And so the only way you can really separate your offer from someone else's, if you say, I'll give you this much for your house. And oh, by the way, this much of it is non-refundable in the form of due diligence. And what we're finding is the average due diligence in the state of, or in, in the triangle is somewhere around 5%. And when you look at like a $400,000 house, it is routine to see a $20,000 due diligence check. And so that would be the very first thing that I would tell people is to be ready to have money or skin in the game the second you go under contract that is non-refundable. And, and really, I'm going to say non-negotiable because there's somebody right behind you who's willing to offer $21,000 in due diligence if you won't. Uh, second thing, as I would say, we talk about the triangle, but truthfully, everybody knows real estate is a very local, it's a localized business. And so when the triangle is really three different markets and three very unique markets, Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill. And when we lump everything together, um, it is, it's tough to say, well, here's what the triangle real estate market looks like, because Chapel Hill is certainly its own separate market and and has its own separate forces that are applying pressure up or down versus Raleigh and Durham. And so understanding that that you're coming into three different unique markets is something that I really want to, I we always have to explain to people because when they they typically say, hey, the Raleigh area, well the Raleigh area is it's not a fair statement because Raleigh is its own separate. Um, that would be number two. And then number three is I would say expect um, expect a, and I guess it depends on where you're coming from, but I'm going to say expect very affordable housing. It is something that very few, everybody hears about Raleigh and you're coming in and oh my gosh, this is all the cool kids are moving here. We say that we joke about that all the time, but when you care, compare our prices to around the country, we are still one of the most affordable cities to, to buy in. And and a lot of people walking in, they may get a little sticker shock on the due diligence price, but understanding that you're getting a whole lot more house for your money than um, other parts of the country. And I think that gives us a huge leg up with other regions around us who are being vetted for large job creators moving towards them. So I, I think that the affordability here for now in this 
this little kind of eye blink of time is one of our best attributes for the market. On the flip side, I want to know what you think the three things sellers should know or prepare for when they're about to I would tell a seller as they're entering the market here to expect the volatility or the results of those the volatility that we're talking about uh, today is that you're going to hear things like $100,000 over asking price. You're going to hear 50 offers. We just had a, a listing that had 50 offers. And so expect those sort of things. But I would also tell somebody right up front before they go to list their house, there's a lot of sellers who want to cash in on this market here. But if you sell your house in the triangle and you plan to then stay in the triangle, well, now what you've done is you've turned from that one listing for every 50 offers into being one of 50 offers for every listing. And so really talking to people saying, unless you're moving outside of the triangle, I'm not sure this is a great market to sell in because even though you may be selling at a high water mark, you're going to be turning and buying at a high water mark as well. And so up front, the biggest one is definitely if you're staying local, this may not be the right time for you. And I know that's tough to say from a realtor's point of view because you love to get a sale and you love the idea of buy low and sell high. But truth is, if I have somebody sell right now, unless they have motivations of downsizing or there's, there's real like reasons why they're moving from one house to the next, if they're just trying to cash in on their home's appreciation, they're going to end up cashing right back out of somebody else's um, home appreciation. Uh, so thank you so much for your insight into this very tricky market, Quentin. Um, I think that our listeners will have plenty of information to use on their search for their next home in Raleigh after this. Um, and I think that will do it for us today. Um, Quentin, before we leave, where can our listeners reach Dash Carolinas for real estate? If you're in the triangle, just type realtor near me into Google, and I promise we're going to show up at the very top. Otherwise, you can just go to dashcarolina.com and uh, a little bit about us is posted out there, but all of our contact info is there. And so you'll be able to get us a hold of us right through that. Excellent. We'll definitely reach out to Dash Carolinas if you're listening. And Quentin, thank you so much for talking to us today. Well, Claudia, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Revision Raleigh Relocation Cast with your host, Claudia Phillips. To support the podcast, follow Revision Raleigh on the web at Stay Revision on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Revision Raleigh is your number one short-term apartment accommodation in Raleigh, North Carolina. Stay for 30 days and experience the value of comfort and luxury at Revision Raleigh's corporate apartments.